Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up! And call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. If you've got a military, first responder, emergency medical, or government service background, GovX.com is for you. You stepped up to serve our country and communities, and GovX delivers unbeatable deals that you've earned. GovX.com is the only site built exclusively to honor your service. Members save on epic brands and the gear they need for their on- and off-duty lives. You'll get incredible savings on tickets to live sports events, theme parks, and other entertainment. You can even save on travel, hotels, rental cars, cruises, and more. See if you qualify. Visit GovX.com. It's easy and totally free. Use code BUCK in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX, savings for those who serve. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Hey everybody, Monday edition of Clay and Buck kicks off right now. Thanks for being here with us. And as is uh, our case, generally speaking on Mondays, there is so much to get to. Uh, we got our friend Alex Berenson joining in the second hour of the program. Going to talk to him about the real side effects, especially as it relates to heart issues from those mandatory shots that they tried to make everybody take, if you remember, the whole COVID thing. We've also got uh, author God Saad will be with us. He's got a book out, Third Hour, very anti-woke, uh, brilliant guy, and we'll be talking to him about his latest opus. And we've got Clay, so many things here. First off, uh, Biden has admitted because i think the outcry was so so clear and and full-throated from so many people uh or i should say has uh recognized his grandchild out of out of wedlock from hunter biden so we can discuss how the politics shifted on that so joe biden shifted on that which is unsurprising uh the mar-a-lago property manager we know that there's the possibility it seems now the high likelihood of a trump j6 indictment this week Probably tomorrow, maybe Thursday. That's what the indications are. Uh, the Mar-a-Lago uh, property manager, who has been named in the superseding indictment that came out last week for the documents case, he has not yet entered a plea, and some are thinking that maybe they're trying to pressure him to flip, which would be the way that most federal prosecutions go. You get somebody who is involved as an accessory and you want them to go after the big fish we all know the big fish for the deep state here is donald trump and the jack smith stop it nothing prosecution is going to do everything they can to stack the deck against him 
Um, we've got that. We've got the latest polls showing Trump so far ahead that some are looking at the numbers saying it, it would be unprecedented for anyone else to come up and be able to defeat him in the primary, just based on where the numbers are now compared to recent elections. He's up in the 50s. Uh, and, uh, Clay, uh, you also have Ron DeSantis still in it, still fighting. He has a economic, uh, proposal that he put out today for essentially what the DeSantis campaign is, pro- is promoting for the economy if you're to be president. But let's, let's jump into the big thing that we're all waiting on right now, which is more information about the Biden crime family and the realities here of Hunter Biden's Business partner, Devin Archer, testifying not about this is the key, right, Clay? We've said this all along. Hunter's a mess. We know that the the sweetheart deal, we know all that stuff. The big challenge has been, or I should say the the, uh, Maginot line for the libs on this one. We all know what happened there. As long as we can't tie this to Joe Biden, the political damage is limited. Well, Devin Archer is supposed to be testifying today under oath, um, who was Hunter's business partner for many years. I think they went to college together, right, or law school together. They go way back. Basically, he's saying Joe Biden is up to his neck in this. That's what we are told is coming out today. Testimony under oath. Will it make a difference, Clay? What do you see? I do think uh, it will make a big difference, and I think it will make a big difference in the context of it will directly tie Joe Biden to Hunter Biden's business activities. Buck, have you noticed what's going on now as you kind of pay attention to the storylines? They're significantly trying to make the argument, well, Hunter Biden may be corrupt. This might have been a sweetheart deal. But there's absolutely nothing that connects Joe Biden to Hunter Biden. And I've been surprised by some of the media outlets that I've seen running with that allegation uh, or that statement as if it's a statement of fact. I read it in the New York Times over the weekend. That doesn't surprise me. I read it in the Washington Post over the weekend. That doesn't surprise me. But I also read it in the Wall Street Journal. And I, I don't think you can say categorically, even right now, So far, there's been nothing to connect Joe Biden to his son Hunter's business dealings. There's lots of evidence. Now, you can say there's no smoking gun evidence, maybe. But, Buck, we've got just just in the last couple of months, we've had the WhatsApp message. Remember that where Hunter is sitting saying, I am next to my dad right now. It's been proven that he was in his dad's home. And he's saying, if you don't call me to a Chinese Communist Party official immediately basically there's going to be hell to pay uh we've got evidence that is going to come out today from devin archer according to the new york post of two dozen potential phone calls that were involving joe biden the uh the senate in the fbi statement said that there are 17 recorded phone calls 15 of them hunter biden two of them that are Joe Biden. There is lots of evidence uh, surrounding the Burisma deal and what they wanted. There is Joe Biden bragging about getting a Ukrainian prosecutor fired. Uh, there is lots of evidence that Joe Biden was, in fact, involved in Hunter's business dealing. So my hope is that the Devin Archer testimony under oath today is going to officially obliterate the argument that Hunter 
and Joe Biden were not connected for purposes of business. So I'm still surprised how many people are out there in the media taking this hook, line, and sinker argument of, oh, well, Hunter may have behaved inappropriately, but there's no connection whatsoever to Joe. No, there's a lot. And I think it's going to become increasingly difficult, Buck, after today's testimony to continue that argument of, oh, they're not connected from a business imperative perspective. I just want to remind everybody, when we're looking at the way these things have gone in the past, right? Because what they're going to say, I think their their total fallback play is going to be, okay, Joe's son, he knew about it, but, he, you know, it's not illegal. Trump is under, you know, a, a dozen indictments. I mean, it's crazy at this point, right? But they're just going to say, sorry, no prosecution because no illegality. And and I think now, obviously, Hunter Biden's committed all kinds of illegality, but the way these things have gone in the past, I'm reminded that the former governor of Virginia, Bob McDonnell, and his wife were federal prosecutors, Democrat deep staters, went at, they're both Republicans, of course, went after both of them for, Clay, $170,000 of gifts. Yeah. No, no official act ever taken, no quid pro quo, nothing. And I bring up the wife because she didn't even have an official role. She had no power. But just because she was attached to him, obviously her husband, Bob McDonald, and they got 170 grand, which, you know, for Hunter Biden, that's a rounding error from all the tax evasion that he did. And they wanted to send them to prison for many years. Now, eventually the Supreme Court stepped in. The honest services fraud part of this had to be thrown out because it was outrageous. But I'm just saying public corruption has been something that the Democrats, when it comes to Republican, are super aggressive on. If Joe Biden had a conversation with Hunter Biden where they were in any way talking about hiding the money, sending it to the yellow, that's conspiracy. Then Joe Biden is in on this. That is two people working together to violate federal law. And that's the part of this that I think the Devin Archer testimony could get to. Yeah, I think that's 100% right, Buck. I also actually think it starts to call into question why Obama said Hillary's the pick and not Joe Biden. Because that's sort of getting glossed over here. But was it possible that the Obama administration, including Barack Obama himself, saw how messy the involvement was with Ukraine? Certainly uh, the death of Bo Biden factors in here in terms of how mentally fit Joe Biden was, but I don't think we can underrate. And this was when Joe Biden was infinitely, right, infinitely more in control of his faculties than he is now, Buck. And Barack Obama, who had served with him for eight years, a heartbeat away from the presidency, said something that's pretty unprecedented. Hey, the secretary of state is the better option. I'm endorsing her. And and I just point this out, Buck. Barack Obama never endorsed in the 2020 Democrat presidential election either. Trump talks a lot about loyalty, but there's not a lot of discussion from the uh, from the Biden team. But how much more disloyal can you be? Just think about this. You choose your secretary of state over your vice president, and then your vice president runs again, and you don't endorse him until he's already locked up the bid. That's a sign that Obama knew something was out there, I think, Buck.
It also all lines up because, as we've said, and I, I think this is so important for everyone to remember as we continue, this is going to be an evolving story. We got the Devin Archer testimony today. Remember, that's Hunter Biden's really his best friend and long-term business partner who says he needs to come forward as a civic duty. He knows that. I mean, think about this. I'll be honest. If I were Devin Archer, I would be highly concerned about this because the deep state Democrats. I wouldn't say Democrats, anything probably, to be yeah, honest. The, yeah, the deep state Democrats are going to want payback for any political damage. He does He does them. We all know that. But let's remember, to your point about Hunter and, I'm sorry, Joe and the timing of this and the Obamas and the lack of an endorsement from Barack, the way the world was going to work out from the Biden point of view, sit in the sit in the cockpit of, you know, Biden force one in 2015. And, you know, you, you go back to some of when some of these deals were getting talked about and when Hunter was doing the stuff that he was doing 2016, 2017, you look at the situation, you say Joe Biden was basically never going to never going to run again. Yep. Because Hillary was going to win for eight years. That was what Democrats believed. If you don't have Hillary losing and you don't have the laptop, I think, as well, which some of our audiences pointed out, too, they get away with all of this. I mean, they still may get away with it criminally, but the chance of any of this being uncovered. And it also goes to why, you know, Joe would have said, hey, look, once you leave office, man, I'm just, you know, they're just paying Hunter. It's very hard to prove a, you know, an illegal scheme here that goes to corruption if you don't have somebody who's in a position of power, right? It's That, that gets different. That's separate from the wire fraud and, and the tax charges. But Joe going back into office means that he's under greater scrutiny and it means all this came out. So the plan looks so stupid and reckless now is my point. But from when they were sitting, they're not the Bidens are not that smart and they're very greedy. It didn't seem crazy back when they were doing this to be doing it. You, you know what I mean? I mean, I know you agree. Yeah, and I I think it's also important to remember Hunter Biden stopped paying his taxes before his brother died. So they've tried to argue, I think, again, to curry sympathy. Oh, what happened with Hunter was a direct reaction to his brother, Bo, dying. And he had all of the emotional baggage that came as a result. I, I would just point out that this all started before Bo died. And so I I think the only way to tie this together is... But the Bidens thought Joe Biden thought his career was over. Barack Obama basically thought Joe Biden's career was over. And I think they decided to turn on the money spigot, never believing 2020 was going to be a possibility. Even in 2020, it's not like people when he announced that people thought, oh, Joe Biden's going to be the guy. Buck, remember when he come in fifth in Iowa, sixth in New Hampshire. I mean, he was dead in the water if James Clyburn doesn't come out and say he's the pick and I just think we have to contemplate, put it, the motive matters here. What was his thought process? And again, this Devin Archer blockbuster, when it comes out, uh, the, the, the testimony is going to be very hard, I think, to argue that there's not a direct connection between Joe and Hunter. And you know, one thought, Clay, and we can come back and, and get into this a little bit more, um, if you want, but I, it's just, cause others have brought this up with me too, when we get into how this all should be handled and, and what the right move has been here all along. Trump could have appointed a special counsel to look at Hillary's actions and Hillary would have had to take a plea deal and she would have been in a whole lot of trouble because she broke the law. There's no question. He took I'm talking now about 2016, right? Yeah. Trump took the high road. Trump said, all right, you know, we'll, we'll leave it be. Remember, there were all the locker up chants, but he won. And for the benefit of the country, 
I don't think Trump gets very much credit for this. He decided we're going to leave Hillary alone. We're going to move past this. I have people coming to me now saying, was that the right move? And does Trump think about this in terms of if he wins the next time, what's his approach going to be? I, I think it raises some very interesting implications, especially a lot, it's facing- a great point, Buck. The, everybody's focused on the VP who Trump picks as his attorney general, probably far more significant. Than That's the right. VP is. And, and we look at the draining of the swamp. Are you going to put a brawler in that attorney general seat? Well, we'll see. We'll get into this. My friends, Pure Talk is the cell phone service company that did something really smart at the beginning of this month. They benefited. They did something that benefits every existing Pure Talk customer, and it went a long way toward welcoming new customers. Pure Talk added data to every plan and is now including a mobile hotspot with each one with no price increase whatsoever. The monthly price is still the same, just $20 a month for unlimited talk, text, and now 50% more 5G data plus mobile hotspot. Yes, $20 a month. Most families are saving almost, ready for this, $1,000 a year in just pure savings, my friends, while still enjoying the most dependable 5G network in America. It's great cell phone service at a reasonable price. Dial pound 250, say Clay and Buck, and make the switch to Pure Talk. You'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, dial pound 250, say Clay and Buck, and make the switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk, today. Sanity in an insane world. The Clay, Travis, and Buck Sexton Show. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it, Boy Meets World House. Take a listen. We are lucky to be sitting with Alan and Amy Matthews in the flesh, William, Rusty Russ, and Betsy Randall. Yay! Thank you. Thank you, Yes. When those legends get here, let me know. <laughs> you're here. You're here already. No. Uh, we didn't either when we were watching yeah, this. That's, day. Day. that's we the We didn't problem. realize it until we uh, started getting into seasons three and four, and now we're like, oh, my God. We were both so good on the show, and we missed it because we were we young. We were kids and, and so self-involved. Egomaniacs yeah. and didn't realize well, no, how great you were. We've talked about it. I think you just assumed everybody was as good as them. And, right. and then right. you get into right. as you grow up and you work with other actors, you realize how lucky we were yeah. to have you guys. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts.
Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Welcome back in Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. We're talking about the big news today, Devin Archer testifying. Buck, I was going to mention within that context... The Justice Department stepped all over itself over the weekend. I'm sure you saw this. They sent out a letter on Saturday, which is rare, uh, that was in in many ways uh, taken, and I think intended as an intimidation tactic to try to let Devin Archer know that the Department of Justice was ready to bring its full weight against him. They're already talking about sentencing in another uh, incident. Uh, when Devin Archer was convicted of a felony and, again, Hunter Biden walked. And I, I think that probably is motivating in many ways his decision. But it prompted an unprecedented letter on Sunday uh, where after a ton of uh, reaction buck on Saturday, and I saw this on Saturday and Sunday uh, and tweeted about it a little bit, uh, it prompted a huge reaction from uh, the Department of Justice to put out a letter on Sunday saying, hey, we're not trying to stop him from testifying. But the intent of the Saturday letter was clearly to intimidate. First of all, the Justice Department doesn't put out that many letters on Saturday and Sunday in the first place. So they they, they had a flurry of, I would say, discomfort surrounding what is going to be revealed in the testimony today in the next few hours. This is the DOJ biden's doj doing witness intimidation you know yes like a mob boss that that is what this was this was you know hey be uh, be kind of rough if something happened to you during uh, that testimony there buddy you know if maybe something comes out or maybe we got to lock you up a little longer we all know what this is right this That's is like 100 right this is like uh, democrats having the irs send letters for audits to people they don't like oh you know it's kind of a shame look what's happening to you folks we're in a very dirty fight and that's why I think a lot of people are choosing their champion on the Republican side very early in it. No doubt. We, at the top of the next hour, we'll dive into that. We've got a bunch of stories to hit today, just FYI for everybody out there. But I got to tell you, Innovation Refunds, they've been helpful to small businesses qualifying for an IRS refund through the Employee Retention Credit, also known as the ERC. If you own a business with five or more employees, you could have money waiting to be claimed. The ERC is a refund, not a loan. It gives eligible business owners the freedom to use the refund money however they need to grow their business. Innovation Refunds Independent Tax Attorneys will assist in filling your business's ERC tax refund. 
Uh, again, all different sorts of companies can qualify. Get hooked up today. Go to innovationrefunds.com, innovationrefunds.com. No upfront charges. They don't get paid unless you get paid. You can reach them via, via, via phone as well. one 843 refunds That's one 843 refunds Do it today. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. On the front lines of truth. All right, welcome back, team. 800-282-2882. The Oakland NAACP wrote a letter that you need to hear at least part of just slamming the city and county officials and social justice movements. This is from, it's about crime, decay, Fear on the streets, lack of accountability for criminals. I mean, it's pretty stunning, uh, the language that is used. And we also have a recent uh, town hall meeting. Uh, we have a recent town hall meeting where people were, you know, describing these grievances and police were trying to respond. We'll play that for you in a moment here. Uh, but this is one of these, everything that, that we say, everything that I tell you, everything that Clay tells you here about crime, you know it's true. And you know we're right. And even libs are figuring this out now. Even the Democrat left. And really, I think more than anything else, what prevents them from just doing what is necessary is they don't want to do something that's an admission that we were right, meaning the right was correct, all along. But here you go. From this letter, failed leadership, including the movement to defund the police, our district attorney's unwillingness to charge and prosecute people who murder and commit life-threatening serious crimes— and the proliferation of anti-police rhetoric have created a heyday for Oakland criminals. They are asking, the NAACP in Oakland is asking for a state of emergency, Clay. Now, this is from a recent town hall um, where you have community members speaking out and law enforcement trying to address it. Let's start this, and this is from the local, um, uh, one of the local TV affiliates. I'll tell you which one in a second, but play it. A crowd of people outside wasn't even allowed in as Montclair Presbyterian Church was filled to capacity. The crowd inside was eager to talk about violent crime and started interjecting as District Attorney Pamela Price tried to go into a presentation about Criminal Justice 101. Some people want to know it because everybody does not know it, okay? The The frustration wasn't just aimed at the district attorney. Captain Clay Birch from the Oakland Police Department was. Wait, can we we pause it here before we get to the cabin? Clay, the district attorney is trying to speak to a church in Oakland. It's a lot. There are a lot of. I mean, you see the video. A lot of the people there are black. There are a lot of minorities who are are in the church. They won't even let her speak. Yeah, they they don't want to hear the garbage that they know is going to be spewed. This is to me too, Buck. A perfect representation of the rich, mostly white, woke, college-educated, wealthy, ruling class of the Democrat Party telling people who live in inner-city neighborhoods what's better for them based on systemic racism. And we've been making this argument for a couple of years now on this show that being concerned you're too mean to criminals is a luxury of a low-crime environment. And if you live in a city, as many people out there listening to us right now do, that have is dealing with 
incredible increases in crime, violent property crime, robbery, theft, everything, you're fed up. And that is, I love that, Buck, because that's real on-the-street reaction to left-wing policies on uh, policing and on crime directly from the residents who have to deal with what uh, what what loose crime, soft-on-crime policies actually lead to. I'm just wondering, does, does anyone want to guess, is Alameda County, so which is uh, Oakland, District Attorney Pamela Price. Does anyone guess, yes or no, is she Soros-backed? Was there Soros money that elected her? Hmm. You all know the answer. I don't have to tell you the answer. But let's continue here, Clay. Here's one of the cops who want to do their jobs but aren't allowed to do their jobs in Oakland. Play it. About what officers are doing to prevent crime. Brothers in blue, I know your hands are tied, but you gotta be doing some preventative, preventative stuff. Yes. You know, you standing here on the corner right here in Montclair, you can hear the bucket cars come up here, robbing us blind. You know? Amen. I mean, you know, please talk about preventative, not a crime happens. Captain Birch tried to explain how the department's hands are tied, especially when it comes to property crime. If all we have is a burglary and my officer sees five cars being broken into and that car takes off. We can't chase that car. But a lot of the anger. Wait, tonight OK, OK, hold on. So just just so you're getting there. You you heard that that gentleman. Again, I saw the video. It's a local TV affiliate. That's a, a, a black member of the community is basically begging law enforcement to lock up the criminals and keep everybody safe because that's their job to do preventative stuff, which means more patrols, more more Presence. stop question and frisk this is what he's begging for if you listen to that question is hey don't just try and stop criminals after they commit crimes which is scary they can't even chase the guy when they see him committing crimes buck he's saying please will you please stop question and frisk in a preventative measure to try and catch criminals before they commit violent crimes. And that is uh, the essence of what has to be happening. And it's so frustrating, too, because any you go into any any major department, you know, well-trained police department anywhere in America, and the cops on the street, they they know the areas. They know the neighborhoods. They know when people are, uh, you know, there's a sense you get, and certainly it's in a, a different context, but anyone who's been out, outside the wire in a battlefield also feels the same thing where you just get these senses about what's normal what's not the cops are able to draw upon the experience especially if they're doing patrol day in and day out and this is very important for keeping their community safe i want to just let let it just go even further yeah so they can't chase them and and here's more of this this town hall meeting it's amazing play it Tonight was directed at crime sprees where kids are the suspects. District Attorney Pamela Price said in a recent case, there wasn't enough evidence to take a group of kids to court. What happened after they were let go? Uh, they probably attacked someone else. Yeah, I mean, the vicious little monster. Many concerned okay, residents wanted stop there? to... You have, you have like, you know, ladies in the crowd who are Grandma's. calling out this district attorney who are saying, yeah, you just let them go, and now they're little monsters, and they're going to attack somebody else. I mean, people are fed up. You know, I, these are that room, Clay. I'm telling you, if you looked at the party registration, uh, Oakland is a Democrat. It's like San Francisco. It's 90 percent Democrats in that room, but they're sick of living in fear. 
And they're sick of the Democrat Soros-backed DA not doing anything about it. Well, and that's representative, I think, of what's going on all over the country. And as we move towards the 2024 election, I think this is why it is so incredibly important to have someone making a cogent argument on what to do with uh, with the violent crime rate in this country. And it's, it's interesting, but that was the KPIX, which is the Bay Area CBS affiliate that did that report. And look, you know, it's it's good reporting. People need to see this stuff. You can basically line up, Clay, at this point in time, the more left-wing a city, the more it has suffered in the aftermath of BLM 2.0 and the George Floyd riots and everything else. There's like a direct correlation. Just line it up with D.C., San Fran, Chicago, go down all these places. You look at the greater the concentration of Democrat power and voters the more degradation and decay relative to where that city was. I know they'll say, oh, but San Francisco is still pretty safe. No, no. Look at the crime rate now versus three year, three or four years ago, and it, it couldn't be more clear. This has been an entirely, the soft-on-crime approach, the permissive approach, has been an entirely failed experiment of policy, and the left was wrong. Just like they were wrong about masks, just like they were wrong about mandatory COVID vaccines, they're wrong about their crime policies, too. Yeah, and I think this is important, Buck. Empathy, because that's what they would argue. Oh, we need to be more empathetic for uh, the criminals here. Misguided empathy creates hard times for everyone. So the one group you would think that you don't need to be empathetic for, and I've done criminal law. I understand there are people who commit crimes who actually can get their lives back together again. But the idea that we're being too tough on multiple violent felons and that we're letting people who are committing and perpetrating crimes, and you know this, Buck, and all the police officers out there listening to us know this right now, too. You mentioned it. They know the 1% of people in these communities who are committing the crimes. 99% of people can live in peace and trying to take care of their family and everybody else. It only takes about 1% to throw everything into pure chaos. Look, let's be honest about this, too. The Soros left of the Democrat Party, which calls so many of their shots and is so central to their policy, it upsets them that it's not more guys wearing MAGA hats yes. who are right-wing who are being arrested everywhere. That's really what this That's really what this ultimately does come down to for a lot of them is you know the greatest threat in the country to our safety and security is Trump and, and, and white supremacy, as they say, And then they're upset that there aren't more guys with Trump hats being arrested for violent crimes across the country. That's the bottom line. That's what Rashida Tlaib told us. We talked about this on Friday, Buck, when she said the number one threat to America is white men. And and barely any criticism of her at all. Did you see that on the front page of newspapers? Of course not. Nope. Allowed to say whatever she... Like I said, you're allowed to degrade and lie about uh, white men, you know, as a matter of statistics or policy as much as you want in this country now, which says something, doesn't it? We'll uh, get back into more of this. We'll take some of your calls, 800-282-2882. Support U.S.-funded resources. Phoenix Capital Group invites you to invest in the heart of America with our domestic energy corporate bonds. Phoenix Capital connects private investor principal with direct investments in domestic energy assets. Your venture in these U.S.-backed equities can gain up to 9 to 12% annual interest paid monthly. It's a vote of confidence in the American dream in the unwavering spirit that built our nation. To find out more, download the Phoenix Group's free investment packet today at phxonair.com.
Look, I'm an investor in the Phoenix Group myself, but investment in bonds have a certain amount of risk associated with it, and you should only invest if you can afford to bear the risk of loss. Before making investment decisions, you should carefully consider and review all risks involved. Learn how you can diversify your investments and earn 9 to 12% APY. Download the Phoenix Group's free investment packet today at phxonair.com. Geek out with the guys on the Sunday Hang with Clay and Buck podcast. A new episode every Sunday. Find it on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it, Boy Meets World House. Take a listen. We are lucky to be sitting with Alan and Amy Matthews in the flesh, William, Rusty Russ, and Betsy Randall. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. Yes. When those legends get here, let me know. <laughs> you're here. You're here already. No. Uh, we didn't either when we were watching yeah, this. That's, day. Day. that's we the didn't problem. Realize it until we uh, started getting into seasons three and four, and now we're like, oh my God. You were both so good on the show, and we missed it because we were we young. Were kids and, and so self involved. Egomaniacs yeah. and didn't realize <laughs> well, no, how great you were. We've talked about it. I think you just assumed everybody was as good as them. And, right. and then right. you get into right. as you grow up and you work with other actors, you realize how oh. lucky we were yeah. to have you guys. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation and three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. Welcome back in uh, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. Encourage you to get out there. Go subscribe to the Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show podcast. Lots of cool, unique offerings there. Also, uh, encourage you to download the iHeartRadio app and you can grab it anywhere. Buck, I know there's a lot of talk of negativity out there uh, about the future and and where uh, we are headed. And I saw this story from The Hill, uh, and it is the political identities of 12th grade boys 
Uh, and that is the percentage identifying as liberal or conservative. Have you seen this story yet? Nope. Okay. So I think you're going to consider this to be a, a positive. So they study this going all the way back to 1975. And let me give you an idea. In 1975, 25% of, uh, of high school boys considered themselves liberal and about 17% considered themselves to be conservative. So there were substantially more liberal 12th grade boys. And what's interesting is conservatives since 1975, conservatives are surging and hitting all-time highs among 12th grade boys. In fact, 25% roughly now consider themselves to be conservative. And I thought this was crazy. Liberal continues to tank in the last several years. It's now down to about 13%. So a huge percentage of 12th grade boys now are identifying as conservative. And I am fascinated by this because, of course, I'm raising three boys right now, but I also am around them uh, quite a bit, them and their friends. And, and, and it's interesting. I think that boys are overwhelmingly rejecting the woke culture that they are growing up in and rebelling in particular. Now, I don't know what girls are doing, right? I'm not sure what the data would reflect on girls. My inclination would be that girls have always been more liberal in the 12th grade and women are, in general, vote more liberal than men. But this was an encouraging data point that basically conservative 12th graders, again, this is a story in The Hill, are now setting all-time highs every one of the last few years, and the number that are liberal is collapsing. Does that surprise you or encourage you? Well, I think that part of the uh, the left-wing plan has been to go after uh, more aggressively uh, younger and younger, uh, well, uh, issues that affect younger and younger males uh, specifically, um, whether it's toxic masculinity or also the, the assault on, on gender uh, overall, and I think that there's just a this stuff is incongruous with nature and with our natural selves, right? You're you're a twelfth grade boy, you know, you've gone through puberty. Really, I mean, twelfth grade, you're basically in a, a close to being in a, a lot legal of them adult. can vote. Yeah, a lot of them are eighteen. I mean, you know, go tell an eighteen year old marine that he's you know a boy, and you know, watch your teeth. You know, I mean, eighteen is not you know we're not really talking about young kids here, um, but uh, you know, I, I think. Part of this is the aggressive agenda of the left um, has has just been running up against the the basic feelings that you have as you become a man, you know, um, and, and, and the war on masculinity has become more and more aggressive at a younger age. And, you know, the pop culture is increasingly trying to undermine that, you know, there there is a. You know, whether it's starting with little boys, you know, three, four years old who want to play with trucks and dinosaurs. I know this from my own little nephew. He doesn't want to play with princess dresses. He wants to. And he picks. He wants to play with trucks and dinosaurs and crash them and make a lot of noise. And my grand, you know, my mom and dad, grandpa and grandma, they have to run around and chase him. And he's, you know, a little little crazy man. And my friends who have girls who are that age, they say it's a very different situation. That continues and by the time you're 18, unless you've been so fully indoctrinated, you recognize that what the left is pushing is contrary to your basic masculine nature. 
I agree with that 100%. I also, Buck, would build on it. This makes why Andrew Tate, Joe Rogan, Jordan Peterson, I think they they represent different aspects of uh, the masculine id, but why all three of those guys are so incredibly popular on YouTube. Obviously, there's a big gap between Jordan Peterson and Andrew Tate, but I would say what connects them is discussing traditional notions of masculinity and how to be a man. I think that young boys rising into 12th grade, when I see this data, are recognizing that they're being sold a bill of goods and that much of what they're being told is not real and they're rejecting it. I take it as an incredibly encouraging sign. I, I, I'm encouraged by it, too. There's uh, other data out there that, you know, some college classes... Half of the class practically now says they're LGBTQIA plus and yes. they use terms like cisgender and everything else. So, you know, I don't know whose data sets are more indicative of where things are going. But uh, at, at the end of the day, if you believe boys are boys and girls are girls and there's a difference between the two, you find yourself becoming more conservative and right wing over time. And that is to our advantage. New York Times poll out Republican primary today. What does it tell us? Where are we headed? We'll tell you next. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.